Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. This is our third part of our continuing series where we want to discuss how to become a real CEO in your business. So that way you can stop blaming the outside world and Amazon for your shortcomings and build an unstoppable business that creates true life freedom for you. So what we wanted to do today was focus on how to set the vision for your company and how this will positively impact almost every aspect of the business in ways you may not even realize. Yeah, I mean, this is something that most Amazon sellers don't really think about because they just think it's something that only big corporations need to do. But the truth is that every business needs to set its course because otherwise you're going to end up going adrift, right? So don't worry, this doesn't mean that you've got to have a burning purpose yet or, you know, like solving world peace or anything or ridding, you know, the world of dirty water, right? It's really about setting a vision for what you want your life to look like in, say, three years' time and what you would love your business to look like too. So, I think a lot of people, you know, get bogged down in the business side, but your life is really going to be impacted by your business and vice versa. So it's always good to entwine the two because life's too short to be doing something we actually don't want to do. So -hmm. today, what we're going to do, we're going to cover these main points about setting the vision, the course for your company. So number one, why is setting your vision important? Then how do you actually set it? And then how do you implement it into your company and make sure that everybody's on the same page? And then what do you need to do when you've actually achieved it, right? Because we're talking a three, probably a three to five year time frame here, but life doesn't end there. So you need to yeah. you need to then think about what else you're going to do. Unless it does, and that's unfortunate, but that's well, not what yeah. we want. <laughs> we're not planning in that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as you mentioned, Kirsty, you know, there are many reasons that you want to set a vision for your company. And a few major reasons are number one, you need to know what your company strives to achieve. So what are your goals? Ideally, you don't just say, hey, I want to make some money, but Along the way, there's going to be some things that you want to achieve as well, because money buys things. And those are usually the things that matter more than the money, because the money, you can make money doing anything. You can make money getting a job. You don't have to have your own company to make money, right? So think about how you're spending the money or what the the business affords you to be able to do that is not related to money that you really want to achieve. And then obviously, the money will then end up following into that path, right? So, you know, Tony Shea, uh, co-founder of Zappos, he actually died recently uh, in 2020, I believe in like October because of a fire. It was just a freak fire accident. Um, so he actually, uh, his big quote that I always live by is follow the money, follow the vision, not the money, the money will end up following you. So what that means is you don't want to just go out and, and say, Hey, I'm going to go make some money because when you do that, you do a lot of unscrupulous things to make money. You'll do pretty much anything. But if you set the vision, you'll only do things that get you to that vision. And then the money will actually be part of the process that will end up, you know, kind of happening along the way. It's not something that you actually achieve is, hey, I want to make more money. You actually say, hey, here's the thing I want to achieve. And the money is part of that process. So that's a big thing you want to you want to set for yourself. So you need to know what your company strives to achieve, right? So that's first major reason why you need to set a vision. The other thing that you want to do is obviously, you want to see how do you see the company structure when it is successful? So ask yourself, when your business is successful, how does it, how is it set up? Who's running it? What are the pieces to it? What are the processes to it? all that good stuff, right? What does it look like when it's successful? How do you see your employees working when it is successful? That's another thing you need to ask yourself because really the employees are part of the business. They're going to be part of your daily life in, in, you know, in a successful business, right? You're going to have employees and you're going to have people that, you know, report to you or that you oversee, even if you're not quite a manager, you'd be like a CEO. 
you're going to have to know how they're working and, and why they're working and what motivates them and all that stuff, right? So that's stuff that you want to set in your vision. Also, what's your role in the business when it's successful? Are you just kicked back on a beach drinking a pina colada somewhere? That's not really a role in the business, right? That's retired. So what is your role in the business? Three years in the future. So whatever date this is that you hear this on, three years directly into the future, what's your role in your business in three years? Also, how is your business related to your personal success and personal life when it's successful? And notice I keep using the word successful. It's not because we want you to build a business on what we call successful. We actually want you to define what your own success is. What does success look like to you personally for you and your business? What does you know success look like for the employees who work for you or who will work for you? Ideally, you'll have a crystal clear idea of how your life looks when you set your vision. What things are you going to be doing? How are you going to feel? You know, what do you smell? What do you see? All that stuff. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you should have a very crystal clear vision of what your vision or your version of success looks like to you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So that actually brings us to our next step on how do you actually start to create that, right? So you're thinking, you know, how do I actually do this? It all sounds great, Isaac. Yeah. You've probably done this loads of times and loads of times with loads of people. Um, well, we actually met a guy and um, we've taken some inspiration from him in his his advice. His name is Cameron Herald. He's, he has actually got a book on this stuff, how to create a vivid vision. I think it's just called vivid vision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to delve deeper into some of this, it's a, it's a really good book. You can also look him up. He's got some awesome tips and stuff on his website. And really, you just want to boil it down to a couple of simple exercises that we actually have our clients go through and you, and you can do it after listening to the podcast. So in this exercise, what you're going to do is you're just going to have some imaginary time travel right? So you're going to kind of position yourself and think what your life looks like in three years. Maybe don't go too far ahead because then it can feel too out there. But like in three years time, we can kind of all imagine what that would be. And then ideally, you want to be putting yourself in the ideal situation, right? And so um, think about what is your definition of success in three years time? And you've already hit it or you're pretty much close to it. And answer these questions for yourself. How does your business actually help you fuel your life, right? So your personal lifestyle. What does your personal lifestyle look like? You know, where are you sat? As Isaac said, are you sat on the beach? But do you have other stuff? Do you have money in the bank account? All that good stuff. And then how do you, so what's your role in the business now? And then what about the people that work with you in the business? How do they fuel the business as well, right? So what are their roles? What are you ideally doing in the business? I mean, this is a CEO series, right? You're already the CEO. And we talked a bit about um, in one of the, in the first one around putting on different hats, literally physically putting them on. But ideally you just want to be wearing the CEO hat the whole time. So think about that. What do you, what do you want to be doing in that role? And then what other people do you have in the business to help you with that? And then what's actually your work environment like for you and the people that work with you? Where are you? Are you all still remote? Do you have a Do you have a place where you all meet up? Do you meet up in I don't know somewhere exotic every year? That type of thing. And where are you in the world? Again, is it the same place you are now, or are you traveling around, or are you working from an office? We had we had a guy. Part of his vivid vision was just having a nice little office in his garage. Right, that was okay. that was literally what he wanted. But it was a step up from a closet because that's where he, <laughs> that's where he was doing doing everything from. So it doesn't have to be so grand, but ideally you want to you put a bit of kind of color around this, right? So then what we want you to do 
is to write out an example of what that day is going to look like in three years time. So have those things in the back of your mind, you know, in terms of what the business is, what you're doing in it, and then write a day out, like literally pick a day three years into the future and just write down all the things that you're going to do on that day that are worth writing about. And I like to, you know, we go right from when we wake up in the morning, you know, where are you? Who's with you? You know, what do you see, smell, hear, taste, and feel? And one of mine, I did one recently. And I, I, you know, I woke up, I could smell coffee, right? Because that's, I love having my coffee in the morning. Um, I could hear people bustling around in the kitchen. And, you know, my personal chef was in the kitchen, rustling up something that was healthy for me. Um, I could hear the ocean. I could feel the sun, you know, coming into the window through the, through the curtains as it fell onto my face, you know, and it was like 8 a.m. I wasn't getting up at 5 a.m. to do my miracle morning. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff, right? And then I just got a text from a personal trainer who was coming around. All right. So, you know, you can get the picture of it. Think about writing in a book. Think about writing a novel. And just think about all those core senses. And that's what you want to do. You want to put yourself into that situation. What are you going to be doing that day? How is the business going? How do you even work in the business, you know? Are you checking your metric? You know, are you just checking your sales screen and seeing that the the um, the sales have gone up tenfold? I don't know, but you know, just think about what that looks like. Um, how do you feel about the business direction? Where are you going again in three years' time after you've hit that three-year mark? And just put yourself into the shoes of your future self. And then, what things did you do in the last three years to get you to that position that you're in right now? So it's always good if you think about it like a sandwich. It's kind of like the situation that you're currently in and how you're feeling about it. The bit in the middle is kind of the reflection of how you got there. And that's going to really help you think about what you're going to be doing over the next three years to get there, right? And then how do you feel right now and what's the end of your day look like? And that's kind of like a great way to kind of structure how you feel about that. And the best part is when you do this, you're essentially laying the foundation and the roadmap, right, of what it's going to take to get you to that successful position. And you're actually doing it by simply thinking about it and writing it down. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be, you know, an Agatha Christie novel. You're literally just writing down what, what you think. And to do it, don't try and squeeze it in right between phone calls, chatting with Amazon support, all that kind of stuff, right? Just take some time out whenever the best time's for you. Maybe it's a Saturday morning or Sunday morning or whatever. Just go to a favorite spot. And just literally just spend some time doing it. And I did this recently with a mentor of mine who he actually talks about a moonshot vision, which is like literally quite far out in the future and actually something that you literally have got no idea how you're going to get there. And I was resisting it because, you know, I had that little doubt niggling thing in my brain that which is like, this ain't going to happen, right? I call it the ain't going to happen muscle. And so that actually hinders you from thinking broader about what you want to do so once I kind of let that relax a little bit I just had some real fun with it and it gave me a big inspiration for what I actually do every day and one of my things like where I was I was just coming back from a trip from Mars right you know (laughs) I just stopped off at the moon on the way because you know you've got to kind of stop off there and have a bit of a uh, sojourn before you like get yourself to Mars clearly that is completely way in the future but that's what I mean and I just started having fun with it and seeing what my life could look like so just do it, have some fun with it. And you'll, you'll be get really surprised about how much inspiration you actually get from doing that. Yeah. And I remember, cause you were talking about examples for yourself. I remember we had a client, his name was Peter. He actually talked about how, when he wrote it out, 
because she's from Canada. So it snows and it's cold in, in the winter, um, like much of North America, except for, you know, central and, and, and southern United States. Uh, but the the idea here is he, he wrote out like, I'm waking up. I mean, I think it was Costa Rica. He's been there before. So he kind of knows it. So he's like, I'm smelling coffee from my favorite coffee place down the street. I go there to have a bagel in the morning or whatever it was. He hears howler monkeys out in the, in the rainforest kind of having a, an argument. And that's what, that's what kind of wakes him up. He's not woke up by alarm clock. He's woke up by the, the natural surroundings of this Costa Rican, you know, uh, rainforest essentially. And all that was so descriptive that like, I still remember it now. And it wasn't even my vivid vision, right? It was so vivid that I could clearly see it for him. I haven't talked to Peter in about three years. So I should check in to see if he's in Costa Rica. I don't know. I'll have to get his email address, but um, that's the kind of stuff when you really dig into it, you imagine it happening. And then you can like say, Hey, you know, I got here because I took this training and followed this advice. I set these things in motion. And that's basically your, your groundwork right there. You just put that roadmap in place. So this is kind of the point where we actually, you know, want to talk about implementing this vision into your business so you can hit that end goal and possibly even more quickly than three years in the future, because not everything takes three years. I mean, Kirsty, you set some visions for yourself and I have done the same thing where, you know, we're like, oh, well, you know, I want to do this. So I want to travel to this place as part of my vision because it's going to help me understand this about my business or whatever. You know, hey, I'm going to go see my factory in China. That was done in a month or whatever. Like you could do that a lot faster than three years in the future, right? So you start to yeah, do this so, pretty quickly. Sorry, yeah, just to, um, I, I might have talked about this before, but it, you know, some people might have heard of it. But when I first started this business, um, I had no, I, I did a vivid vision and I did like a vision board. And I had no idea about the Amazon business at that time. Like I had no business and I was just kind of, you know, doing my corporate thing. And I remember vividly because we went to the, I went to this really dodgy, <laughs> like it was one of those, um, NLP weekends, right? Yeah. And everything about it was weird apart from this one thing, right? Because I, I did get something out of it, but everything else was like NLP techniques about trying to get you to buy shit that you didn't need, which was quite funny. But anyway, that's another story. But yeah, I got this, I got this kind of awesome vision out of it. And um again, mine was like traveling the world and I'd, I had like the, you know, the globe and I had me sat on a beach, you know, with the, lap, the ubiquitous laptop, right? And um, traveling everywhere, business class, you know, and doing all this, all this cool stuff and following the sun. Um, at the time I was in my corporate job. And then a year later, and I, I took a picture of it, I put it on my phone. And then a year later, I was, you know, it was always on my phone, but then I just decided to look at it and I was like, oh my God, I have literally achieved this. And when I started it, I had no idea how I was going to do it but I just put the direction in place and then found things along the way. And because it was so vivid, uh, it was intrinsic inside me that that's what I wanted to achieve. And even the business class stuff, um, I achieved it not just because I was making a shed load of money in my business, but I actually had a mate who worked for an airline who then got me business class travel everywhere. But if I hadn't have asked her about that, I probably wouldn't have been on a list and I wouldn't have been able to get all the business class flights and all that other stuff, right? So it's not necessarily how you might get there that, you will get there if you know what I mean. Like just because you and you've got no idea how you're going to achieve it, but just put the intention out there, and then you'll you'll find the steps to make it happen. Yeah, and one thing that we always see people put on a, vision, a vivid vision is three years time. I'm going to be fit. I'm going to be working out five times a week. I'm going to be eating healthy. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit drinking. It's like you could do that stuff literally now. right now. Nothing is stopping you from doing that. 
Those are things that you could just say today, I'm going to start working out five times a week. I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to quit smoking. In fact, I did both of those things two or three years ago and I quit smoking. I actually started working out five times a week. I started eating healthier, not, not healthy, healthy, but healthier. And essentially I've lost 15 pounds. I stopped smoking. I had a kid along the way. Basically it was my goal that by the time my kid was born, I was going to be never smoking. He'll never see me smoke a cigarette ever in his life. So that was my goal. And I've made that happen. And I've never even thought like, Hey, maybe I want a cigarette today. It's never even crossed my mind since I made that decision. So these are things that if you use a vivid vision, you can actually incorporate them into your life, like even faster than three years. But let's talk about the steps it takes to really implement them into your life. The first step, tell everybody, you know, what your vivid vision is. Everyone who works for you, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your peers and get excited. This is also also a huge accountability path that helps you achieve it. Basically, if you tell somebody what your plans are, that's that's you making that known that other people are looking at you and saying, oh, this person's going to achieve that thing. If you don't achieve it, you're going to feel like a fool for not for having said that and not doing it, right? So you're going to be even more motivated to not feel like a fool. You're going to go out there and do that. Most people won't do this step because they don't want to claim they're going to do something and then fall short later. Don't be that person. I'll give an example. So Jim Carrey, back in 1985, wrote himself a check for $10 million. This was 10 years before he ever had the ability to cash it. He was broke. He was basically, you know, doing comedy. He wasn't, I don't even think he was on TV at that point. He was just in Canada. I think he might've moved to LA around that time. And he had no idea how he was going to make it work, but he internalized that vision. And almost exactly 10 years later, he broke through with Ace Ventura and The Mask, which were two big successful movies. He didn't make $10 million for those movies. He was also on In Living Color. He was kind of building his way up. Literally 10 years later, he was given a movie contract for $10 million for the movie Dumb and Dumber. So he internalized that vision. He made it happen. And then it came to fruition. This is an extreme example, obviously. Like he knew that he probably had the ability to push his way into that that scenario, get close to it, where not everybody's going to be in that situation. And we're not even talking about 10 years later. We're talking about three years. So we're not talking about $10 million in a big goal. I was going to say, I I bet Jim Carrey was like, shit, I wish I'd have done that. I should have written my check in three years. Not I got to save myself seven years and been a, been a lot happier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you just got to think about the things that you can, you feel like you can achieve that are semi-realistic, but still shoot for the moon, right? Like you don't want to say, okay, you know what? I'm only going to get to, you know, say you're at $500,000 a year in your Amazon business. Oh, I'm going to get to a million dollars in three years. You could probably do that next year. Be a little bit more ambitious. Maybe shoot for 10 million, 5 million in your business. Something that's ambitious, something that you really want to achieve. And that's where your goal is going to be set. So tell everybody that you're going to do it, but make sure that you tell them the whole vision and not just a financial number, right? So it's not just about having a a business that does $5 million a year. What does that business do for you? The whole thing, where is your life going to go? Hey, you know, in in, in three years, I'm going to be working from Cancun, Mexico and in a, in a casita, because I decided to give up all my earthly belongings and move down there. And my business is going to be running at $3 million a year. I'm going to have six people in my business. Here's how they're going to be working. Tell them the whole vision, whatever it is. Then it's going to be a lot more, you know, set in, in, in the foundation. You're going to be more focused on it. And then it's going to be, you're going to be a lot more accountable to that. This, um, sorry, just a personal example as well. I mean, it's not as massive as $10 million, but um, it was a similar step that I took. So when I left uni, I went traveling around Australia, right? And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I spent like three months and then I came back, started work, all that other good stuff, you know, getting down to real life, right? 
Um, but I always had this desire to go back. And I was literally telling everyone, I'm going back to, I'm definitely going back to Australia. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. And because I told everyone, it kind of got to the point where it was going to get harder for me to go there because I would be too old to basically get a working visa. And so I was like, okay, it's now or never because I've literally told everyone I'm going to do it. So now I'll feel like a dick basically if I don't do it. <laughs> I still really wanted to do it. But that was one of the key things that actually made me just do it. Yeah. And, and the fact that the visa was going to get shrunk. And why did I wait that long, right? I could have literally gone directly afterward, directly after Anna came back. But it's the power of sharing with people. And it doesn't matter if they think you're mental or whatever. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Because it's you that has put it out there. And I know people, it's woo-woo, they say put it out to the universe. I don't mean put it out to the universe and do nothing. You literally still have to do something. Yeah. But it's the intent, right? It's the intent behind it, rather than just having a conversation in your head. Yeah, I, I'm a big, uh, big proponent of the belief that you can't pray all the troubles away. Mm. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. Right? So this is just step one. Is this, is the, this is the step of internalizing that vision. That's kind of, if you want to put it into prayer or whatever you want to call it or envisioning, that's what you're doing in step one. There's still more steps to it though, right? So step two, make decisions in your business and your life that move you impactfully towards your vision. Don't do things frivolously anymore. Don't just say, hey, I'm going to do this just because I think that's what I should do. Find things that actually make a big impact in your personal life and in your business and then move towards those things. So that way you'll actually take steps every single day to get closer to your vision. If you don't do this, you will never get closer, right? The, there's the, the one thing and um, um, what's it called? The, the slight edge that this is the same, this is the same concept. Focus on the one thing you need to do right now to get closer to the, the end goal, right? You know, I see people, well, I'm a multitasker. I can do multiple things. Well, great. Make sure that most of those things are getting you closer to your goal. If you can do more than one thing, fantastic. Just make sure you're doing all the things that you need to do to get closer to your goal and do not do anything that takes you away from your goal, right? Yeah. That is step two in this process. And I think having, it's different as well to a goal, right? Because you've got the goal itself in terms of, I want to earn X amount of money, blah, blah, blah. But the vision is so vivid that it's really going to help you stay on that track. Yeah. Because, and we've done this in, in our coaching business and we've done it in our other businesses. You kind of take on projects or you take on things that's not fully aligned to really what the vision is. And then you're like, why am I doing this thing? Right. And you could spend loads of time, loads of money on it because it's a good idea. But if it's not taking you towards the vision that you want, it doesn't matter if it's a good idea or not. There are, there are thousands of good ideas out there. Right. Yeah. But if you try and do them all at once, like you were saying, you're going to probably fail because you're not going to be able to do them all at once, but it's taking you further and further away from the actual vision. So if it's not, if it's a, if it's an idea that's not getting you closer to the vision, then you can easily just take it off the list. Yeah. And that's a good point. Cause you mentioned that, you know, you probably fail by trying to do all these things. I think the biggest reason why most people quit in anything is because they're overwhelmed by everything that they're trying to do. Yeah. Like more than anything, it's, it's not, it's not the financial stuff. It's that they have no clear roadmap or no clear strategy about what they're supposed to do. And then they get so overwhelmed that they just quit because it's too overwhelming. That is a huge component of why people do not succeed long-term. And that's actually basically step three. That's how you create processes and systems around the end vision. Because if you don't have processes and systems, then you're not going to be able to do this thing systematically, right? So don't just do something now because you feel like it's different than the way you want it to be done in the end because it's easier or more convenient or you don't feel like setting it up properly. Meaning, hey, you know, 
I'm just going to go ahead and get this thing done right now, even though I'm not going to have a process for it, just so that way I can get it done. It's out of the way. You know, I, I think it was somebody told me one time, spend five hours today, spend five hours today to save you five minutes every day for the rest of your life. And what that means is create some training process, create some procedures and some strategies and some systems in your business. Take five hours today. So that way you never have to spend that five minutes on whatever that process is for the rest of your life. Just think of how much time that, I mean, within a year, you'll already have, have got your five hours back, right? Just think about never having to do that thing again. Take five hours a day to, to save five, hour, five minutes every day for the rest of your life. That's what we're talking about here. That's how you can create a, a, you know, a vivid vision for yourself of success. And then step four in that process is find the right people who are aligned with your vision and want to help you get there. So tell them the whole vision again how they fit in, and how you see their role evolving to meet the vision of the company. This helps set expectations and give clear direction upfront about how the business will utilize their skills and how they're going to be important to you and how they're going to be important to creating that vision and actually becoming a successful company with you and your, with your, you and your company. Yeah. And again, you know, that's why the vision itself is very important because you, if you don't want the hassle of having a $30 million business with staff underneath and an office and all this other stuff, then don't put out, put it out there as your vision, right? So you have to be clear about what it's going to take to actually achieve that vision. Um, and then be fully connected to the fact that if you want to do it or not, because then you're going to have more people that are going to be underneath, you know, not underneath you, but working with you, um, that you're going to be able to, that you're going to have to motivate, that you're going to have to inspire, which is awesome. But if you don't want to go down that track, then don't put it out there as that's what your vision is. So I think that's important distinction to make as well, because I think sometimes we feel that we ought to be doing some things. And actually, when you break it down into, well, it, do I really want to be doing that? Do I really want to take the steps to do that? And it's totally fine if you don't, then don't put it out there. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just put that financial goal out there and have no idea what that truly means to their lifestyle, right? So I want a $50 million business. I want to be a billionaire. Okay, well, think about all the things that you need to do in order to get there and ask yourself, are you really committed to actually making all those things happen? Yeah. Because most people are not. And that's why there's very few billionaires in the world. Yeah, exactly. So, and there's nothing wrong with that either, right? But just what we're saying is, is just try and be truthful with yourself, mm -hmm. um, honest with yourself um, about what you really want, because you could end up in a different, <laughs> like, what was the old phrase, you know, be careful what you wish for, literally, because you could end up on a track of what you don't want to be on. So it's really, as Isaac said, you know, spend five hours now getting that vision right, and then you're going to be on a, a great course. And then what you want to do, you've got it nailed. You just want to keep implementing the plan year after year until you hit the vision, because when you are really, really focused on it, you're almost guaranteed to get there as long as you don't quit and you persevere through the struggles. And that's what we were kind of talking about in the previous episode in this series, so then that begs the question, okay, well, what do I do when I actually hit that vision? So that was a bit like me. I, I you know, got to Australia. I was like, all right, I'm here now. What do I do? <laughs> right. And um, it took me about 10 years to figure out my next one. But once you, again, you, you're kind of going to exercise your vision muscle, your vision muscle, right? And so you're going to get really good at this stuff. Um, and so when you get to that new phase or that new level in your life, you're not going to quit. You're just going to set new goals, new visions, and keep moving forward. It's actually important to realize this because when I I kind of started to, um, probably about three years into me getting to Australia, I was like, okay, what, literally I was, what what next? Because I was so focused on getting that, that 
goal and vision. I hadn't really thought about what I was going to do when I got there. And I'm like, I've got everything now. It's a bit similar to what I did with my Amazon business. I was kind of like, okay, I did that in a year. So what else do I need to do? And that's how we kind of ended up coaching as well. And that's why when people say to us, well, you've got this successful business. Why do you, why do you bother want to help other people? And it's like, well, it's actually really fun and it's a different experience and it's something very different to what we want to achieve. We've already achieved one thing. And so um, that's how you kind of got to think about it. It's like a rolling vision of your life, right? It doesn't stop just because you've achieved one thing. And so here's some things to kind of think about um, what you're going to do when you achieve your vision. So don't lose sight of why you're doing the things that you are doing in your business. Also, don't change your vision to contradict the elements that got you to be successful in the first place. Also, keep aligning your vision with what your new vision is, but just expand it. And then if possible, align your future vision with a rippling impact of helping others to achieve their visions, which is, you know, essentially a true vision of the future. So if you think about, we talked about right up front, you know, you don't have to have this thing about world peace right now, but it's kind of how Isaac and I ended up doing coaching is that a future vision for us is to help people do achieve the things that we were able to achieve and beyond that, right? We don't want to just, we don't want people to just achieve what we achieved. We want them to go further and further and further. And we're always constantly learning as well. And it's not often clear. It's not always clear exactly what that vision is once you've achieved one vision. It could take maybe another year for you to kind of figure it out. But just always know that um, usually what happens is you achieve one for yourself and then you generally then want to kind of help others achieve achieve it as well. So that's probably going to be in the future for you as well. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of a, a human nature thing. Like, you know, there's probably at some point in, in mankind, you know, living in a forest or a cave or something, somebody's like, Hey, I wonder what's out there at the edge of the, the forest. Well, somebody then walked all the way out there, said, Hey, it's a safe, come over here. Like, I'll show you how to get to this point. And then that person probably grew old and died because it took them 10 years to get there. And they were only they, they only live to be 20 years old or whatever, but then the <laughs> next generation went on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Right. So you're building this rippling effect of, of, you know, expanding the knowledge base, expanding the experience and expanding the, you know, the impact of everything that you do. And when you get into that point, that's what true visionaries are, are they, right. They're just, they're all about creating this rippling impact of expounding power and knowledge and experience for, for more people than the, just themselves. So I really think that that's, you know, it's not something that everybody's going to do, but if that's something you can do, and that's something you feel like that's that you want to do, I would highly encourage you to put that into your vision at some point somewhere. Um, maybe not your first vivid vision, but the, maybe the one after that about how you're going to be able to better, you know, better serve the rest of the world than just yourself, because we can be selfish to start, but we need to then look back and say, okay, how can we be unselfish from now on? And I think that's a, that's a pretty human thing that a lot of people want to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, to your point earlier, again, it doesn't right now have to be a grand vision of the impact on the world, but just you taking time out to have a chat with someone about what you're doing, how potentially it can help them, or it doesn't even have to be in business, right? It could be in anything. Mm -hmm. um, that's having an a positive impact on someone else. And so you can start to do some of that stuff today. It doesn't have to be, you know, 20 years in the future. So just think about what that impact could be, whether that could be just sitting down, helping your kid with their homework this week, mm -hmm. right? You know, um, hopefully you do know more math than them. Usually these days, probably not. <laughs> but, um, 
or just you know helping someone who's who's asked you for some help because you're further down the track than them um that's a way to kind of start having impact today and then think about how you could broaden that in the future yeah and I'm just a real world example of something i do every morning i go out for a bike ride it's about 12 and a half miles for the loop so it's about 45 to 55 minutes depending on if i have to stop at a bunch of lights but i see people every morning like walking on the street or riding bike so i've made it since day one i made it a goal that i'll wave at every single person who's going in the opposite direction of me because obviously if I'm passing them, I can't turn around and wave without then taking my eyes off of where I'm going. But every person that is going in the opposite direction, I wave at them. Not everybody waves back, but it doesn't stop me from continuously waving at other people because in my opinion, when you wave at somebody, acknowledging that they exist and kind of giving them that, hey, how you doing kind of thing, it's starting their day off better. It's starting your day off better. You're already in a positive mindset. So now the rest of the day is positively impact just like a little bit by that one interaction at the beginning of their day, because I'm doing this like seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. And that early in the day, that can make a huge impact for the rest of the day for some people. So that's a small real world thing that you can do. Um, you know, a lot of people always want to just be like, look at the ground and walk forward, right? And never look up and say hi to anybody. That's fine. That's their world. That doesn't have to drag your world down. You can still say hello, hi, wave at them, whatever. And if they don't say anything back, at least you tried. The next person will wave back or, you know, 10 out of 15 people might, whatever it is, but you're making that impact on the rest of the world. So it is something that I highly recommend you doing is just finding a way to positively impact other people around you. It could be one person, it could be 10 people, it could be 100 people, 1000 people or whatever. Start with one, and then go from there. And just so you guys know, Abraham Lincoln once said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So this is your task now. Go out and create your vision of what your future is, and then follow it. Do that today. Make, make sure that you're making this a priority because the best way to predict the future is to create it. So let's recap. We first talked about why setting your vision is important. Hopefully that's very clear by now. Then we talked about how to set your own vision. So there's an ex exercise throughout this podcast you can actually go back and listen to. And then the third thing we talked about was how to implement the vision in your company and make sure everyone is on the same page. And then fourth, we talked about how, you, you know, what do you do if you achieve your vision? So how do you move forward from that once you achieve your vision? So remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it is your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also, you're going to implement this into your life, everyday lifestyle, right? Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. We'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe and if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.